listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels. Here we're helping wake up people just like you and look at the labels, discover what's really inside of their food so that you can ultimately feel your best. I'm so excited to welcome the founder and owner of Monty's Butter, Lauren. Monty's, named after Lauren's nickname, has shown the world just how amazing plant-based butters can be. Here's the thing. We're huge fans of her products, and I cannot wait for you to hear from Lauren directly about this brand and their amazing products. So Lauren grew up in a family who started their own business and knew she wanted to start her own sometime. However, she wasn't sure how until she realized just how good food affects all aspects of her life, from mind to body and her spirit. You're going to hear from her today how she went in pursuit of finding the best dairy-free cheese in New York, how she became a certified health coach, and a supportive chef through the Natural Gourmet Institute. Then, on to her creating of Monty's. Welcome, Lauren. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I feel like we have so much to chat about. You live this amazing life. First of all, share with everyone who you are. I am Laura Montgomery, aka Monty. I'm the founder ah. of Monty's. I make the cleanest cultured cashew cream cheese and plant-based butters. Is that hard to do? <laughs> it's hard to do and distribute, you know, far and wide. It's definitely it's an art and a science. It's definitely you know, it's definitely hard to do on a larger scale. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I grew up parents who own their own business, big entrepreneurial families. So I get that part, but how did that affect your life and your calling here to make Monty's? Yeah. So I feel like I always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. My family had a raw meat pet food business, which ah. is a little bit different than what I do, but I always kind of call myself the actual butcher's daughter because... In a way, I was. My dad was heavily involved in production, which you know inspired me in many ways, and like got me excited about how things were made. And you know, I'd go to the plant with him, and I loved that aspect of it. And I feel like always had inside of me, like I wanted to create something and bring something into the world. It definitely wasn't, you know, <laughs> pet food. You're trying to help people, not pets, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I definitely didn't know at that point what it was, but I feel like, you know, the seed was planted early on that I wanted to have my own business. I just didn't know what that was yet. Yeah, for sure. Don't you feel, I mean, I'm thinking about this and I'm the same way. I knew I always wanted to do something, but I never knew what I wanted to do. And it was like, I listened to the land. It just kind of fell in place. It just happened. Is that kind of what happened to you? Totally. I feel like, you know, Throughout my life, I kind of put the pieces together and so many different curiosities and interests and pursuits. And then finally, one day it hit me. So definitely an indirect path getting there. Okay. So did you know you always wanted to do the food thing? 
No, I really didn't. I feel like I was very interested in nutrition early on. I would say growing up, you know, I grew up on the standard American diet. I ate a lot of processed foods like most of us. And I was a very sensitive person. I feel like early on, I like made this connection between eating real foods and how it made me feel. I feel like I had a proclivity towards anxiety and depression and a lot of battles with my mind more than anything, you know, some like body dysmorphia things. And I feel like that drove me to really seeking out, you know, what foods would make me feel my best. And that's kind of how it started. I really just dove into all things nutrition early on, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't something that I thought I would pursue professionally. It was just something I was interested in, in my personal life. And obviously was prevalent throughout my life, but it didn't like click to put these things together. Absolutely. Okay. So are you plant-based first of all? I am for the most part. I'm not a hundred percent vegan. I do believe in bio-individuality and, you know, doing what's best for you and changing throughout your life. You know, like I was hardcore vegan in high school and I gave up dairy and meat. And then, you know, throughout my life, I've kind of dabbled with just vegetarian and pescatarian, but I've always stayed true to dairy-free, dairy-free and like focusing on a plant-based whole foods diet. So I feel like that's, you know, that's where my approach is with my business, where I really, this is for everybody, you know, this is for, for, it's not just a strictly like for vegan product. It's for people that just want real whole foods. And that's where my approach comes from. I know how hard it is to change your diet. But I think one thing that's really simple is eating delicious foods that are just simple and good for you. For sure. 100%. Here at Wake Up, we promote complete dairy-free as well, because I always say you never know how good you feel until you've completely eliminated dairy out of your life. So tell me, Lauren, I'm curious, how do you feel about the dairy? And I'm talking conventional dairy, right? So when somebody goes to the grocery store and they're looking at all the butters, odds are people are getting the cheapest butter. They're getting something because it says all natural or they're getting unsalted, things like that. These are kind of selling points for people. But how do you feel about the majority of the dairy out there? I mean, it's it's just so heavily processed. And I feel like both, you know, actual dairy and plant-based dairy alternatives, they just have so many additives. You know, a lot of the sourcing and, you know, way that things are produced are precarious, you know, like conventional dairy is not, you know, produced in the best way, you know, unless you're getting it from like a local dairy farm. So I think a lot of just grocery store products are precarious in general, but going on the plant-based side of that, yeah, I feel like there's been, you know, so many plant-based products come out, dairy butter alternatives that, try to emulate the texture and taste of real dairy, but they add a lot of like highly processed inflammatory oils and gums and Mm. natural flavors and preservatives. And it's like, well, I'd almost rather have somebody eat like bad dairy. Yeah. Most options are not great. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. And I always say you are what your cow eats. So why this conventional dairy is so bad is because these farmers or they're not even farmers, they're a full blown business that is thriving on low cost. And so they're feeding the cows all kinds of GMO soy, corn, giving them the hormones. And you are what your cow eats, just like when a mother is breastfeeding, they eat something spicy, it can, you know, cause reflux or cause the baby to be irritable. And 
when a mom drinks too much alcohol, that alcohol leaks into the milk or seeps into the milk as well. So it's the same exact thing, you guys. You are what your cow eats. Most of the cows are not eating good and most of them are sick and ultimately it's making us sick. So dairy isn't what dairy used to be, unfortunately. And that's your butter, that's your cheese, that's your milk, that's your yogurt, that's your ice cream, that's your sour cream. I mean, it is so much. Tell me, I'm curious, tell me about your search. Were you looking for dairy-free cheese in New York when you started kind of exploring this? Yeah. So when I became dairy-free, I would say in high school, I never even like sought out dairy-free alternatives at the grocery store because they were so gross and full of bad ingredients. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I went to New York, I like had stumbled upon some like raw vegan restaurants that I really enjoyed. One in particular was Pure Food and Wine, and they made some amazing like raw cashew and macadamia cheeses. And I feel like, you know, once I started exploring nut cheeses being done really well in like a restaurant environment, I was like a light bulb went off and I'm like, this can be done so much better than kind of what I was exposed to growing up. And yeah, that really kind of got me excited because it, you know, I feel like in many ways I miss cheese and I miss that like umami flavor. And I feel like then once I found these amazing cheeses, I like started putting them on everything and and really sought them out whenever I went to like a vegan restaurant. I tried all the different cheeses and I felt like they were being done better in that kind of environment because they were at least fresh and made with, you know, pretty straightforward ingredients. For sure. And I really do believe you're filling a void in the market because you have the cleanest butters and they don't have it. So there are some clean cheeses out there, the dairy-free and vegan cheeses, but there's definitely not the butter. So kudos to you. Okay. Are you a health coach? I am. That's kind of how my journey started into all of this. I was actually working in fashion. I had moved to New York. I went to business school. I was working in fashion buying and I always was kind of tugging at me, you know, my passion for nutrition. And I really wanted to explore that more. So kind of the first, like dipping my toe into the wellness world, I did the IIN health coaching program. So I never yeah. wanted to necessarily become a health coach, but I feel like, you know, I talked to so many women that had such amazing things to say about this program and it just kind of helping them find their way and giving them clarity, you know, to what they wanted to do in their life. So I feel like it was a great stepping stone for me. I did like health coaching for, you know, a small stint and, you know, that I worked with a few women that had digestive issues and couldn't find clean plant-based alternatives. And so I just, it helped me put another piece of the puzzle together to figure out ultimately what I wanted to do. So yes, all that to say, I'm a health coach. I'm not currently seeing clients now. And, but it did help me kind of figure out that I wanted to go to a health supportive culinary school and really find, you know, my greatest passion. Love it. Okay. Another piece of the puzzle, another layer. So you worked in restaurants. Were they using clean ingredients there? I do have, you know, some minimal experience in restaurants. Right after culinary school, I did my externship at Blue Hill Stone Barns. They, you know, use local dairy products and pretty clean ingredients, I would say. I mean, it's a lot of like amazing produce grown from the farms. And that's kind of an yeah. exceptional case, I would say. I did yeah. work at a couple like plant-based restaurants. For the most part, it was clean, but definitely, you know, some inflammatory oils and generic flowers and stuff. How'd you feel about that? How'd you feel about working where they were serving inflammatory oils and flowers? It was tough for me because I think it was very eye-opening. I, I think throughout my life, I've experienced like peeling back the curtain of like working somewhere that I like really love and admire from the outside and then being like, oh my God, they actually use this. Yeah. And I think for me, 
being like so obsessed with nutrition and, you know, food as a vehicle for nutrition. It was just like mind boggling to me that in a restaurant, that's not their focus at all. It's, you know, creating this amazing fine dining experience, but it's not like truly nutrition or food as nutrition. And so it was a little bit tough. I feel like I, in restaurants, as you know, it's like a little bit, (laughs) it's a little bit like militaristic. I feel like I would have to be like, yes, I'll try it, you know, but like I would pretend to Uh eat it and then spit it out and just be like, (laughs) it was definitely tough. It was a great learning experience and it motivated me to want to be able to change that, you know, to like see that food wasn't being, you know, given as this vehicle for nutrition in that environment. And I knew that it could. Food can be delicious and nourishing and good for you. For sure. Here at Wake Up and Read the Labels, we teach clients the importance of reading the labels, understanding the foods we're eating. I always say, if you don't recognize an ingredient, neither does your body. But we do focus on eliminating that bad dairy, which is one reason we're huge fans of Monty's. So with that in mind, when was the first time you like bottled it up and somebody said, hey, I want to buy that? So I kind of like was thinking about it for a while. You know, I was like trying to conceptualize it. I knew in like the second week of culinary school, I'm like, I'm going to start a nut cheese business. And yeah. so I was like developing it. And then shortly after, you know, my stint in restaurants, I went nut farming. And I was like, as soon as I get back, I'm going to start. So I got a commercial kitchen and... I'm a perfectionist. I could have like, you know, tweaked the recipe forever. But my girlfriend was like, just, you know, come to this holiday market with me. It was December, 2018. And like, you know, just sell it, just like try. And once I did that and I got kind of this validation that like people enjoyed the product, I was like, oh, this is easy. I just make it. And then I bring it to markets and I sell it. And then it was just like, it clicked. Yeah. Listening to the land. Okay. So let's talk about what's in your butters. What are the ingredients? So the butters are coconut oil, almond oil, cashews, sea salt. And then the cashew cream cheese is just cashews, cultures, sea salt. Okay. No additives, no gums, no lecithins. I love it. So why are these companies, they're putting in the lecithins because of taste profile, right? And to help bind the oils together. So it also like okay. acts as an emulsifier. Yeah. Do you have to use more cashews so it's going to cost more to make as opposed to these companies who are adding in all the additives to get that flavor? What's the difference? Yeah. So it's definitely costs more. We use more cashews to give that flavor, but also it has a lot to do with the distribution system. So my butter will definitely like melt and separate because I don't have lecithin. So it also is, you know, it's a lot more sensitive than Mm -hmm. a product that doesn't have those things. So, you know, throughout the distribution system or in the grocery store, you know, if it's subject to warmer temps or it's sitting out on the counter, it will melt. And, you know, a lot of that is just customer education. So I think those are the biggest things, cost, you know, distribution, education. Okay. And what is the shelf life on these things? So... That also plays a huge part. Yeah. Yeah. My butter is three months refrigerated. It can also be frozen. And then the cream cheese is very short. It's like eight weeks from production. That's a huge part too. Just kind of going back to distribution. A lot of these like bigger distribution companies won't allow anything less than like 120 day shelf life. And so, you know, that's a lot of the reason why these companies add these things because it really is hard to 
widely distribute something, yeah, it is really hard to get it out to people because that's not what they know. Right. And it's not natural. So, I mean, I love that I'm able to down here in Louisiana, be able to get your Monty shipped to me. You know what I mean? I love that. But in all actuality, the whole grocery store is full of things that are just shipped around the world and the nation. And it's like, if everybody just ate from their own little town, you could get things that are in season and the food acts the way it should. So I know that I love Three Trees Almond Milk and she doesn't put any preservatives or any fillers or binders or anything in there. And she's like, you know, people wonder why when I pour it into my coffee, does it separate? That's because the food is acting natural. And so we're, we've been conditioned to believe that when we pour creamer in our coffee, it should settle like coffee mate. And it's like, no. And we're conditioned to believe that my butters and my cream cheese should last for months in the refrigerator. And people are freaking out going, wait, why is this going bad? And it's like, that's because you're eating real food. Like, don't be conditioned to believe it should be done differently. So I'm on your website. I want to read out all the things you have, but it looks like, is everything sold out right now? Everything is sold out. We've been just taking a hiatus on shipping right now because of the heat and yeah, smart to do shipments. So, you know, that's another thing too, where it's like, you know, it's not available all the time. And that's just a part of what, you know, real food. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So Monty's has original cream cheese made with cashew, sea salt, and live cultures. What? Then they have the scallion cream cheese. So good. Everything cream cheese with onions, garlic, poppy seeds, sesame seeds. Then my favorite, the cinnamon sugar butter. Are you kidding me? Cinnamon sugar butter. I like to say, you guys, there is a clean swap for every single thing. They're coming from these smaller, more ethical brands that are using real ingredients that, you know, aren't in every single one of your grocery stores that don't have the means to be on every billboard in America, but they are out there. So once you become aware of them, you swap it out. And when you get all the pieces to the puzzle, that's when the food starts working for you. That's when you start to feel good. That's when the shift in the energy and the mind and the body and the spirit and the weight and the health, it all starts to turn around. Also, jalapeno cream cheese, one of my favorites. And then last but not least, your plant-based Butter with cashews, coconut oil, almond oil, and sea salt. So beautiful. Love it. Okay. So I'm curious, what has been the biggest challenge and the biggest success in your business? So I definitely will kind of echo what I just said of, I think the biggest challenge has been sticking to the integrity of my products and uh-huh. keeping them in the way that I want and I believe in and holding true to my values while, you know, disseminating them further and getting to more people because I do want to, you know, give people a better, cleaner option that's more accessible. So I feel like that's kind of been the biggest challenge is the distribution piece. And then I would say the biggest success, I feel like I've had a lot of moments that I'm grateful for throughout my business, one of which being here with you. Thank you for having me. Love it. And I think for me, you know, it's not about these like big PR moments or getting into a a grocery store that's a success to me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I just started farmers markets in LA and I have, you know, people coming up to me and being like, I eat your butter every day. It changed my life. And you're a part of my daily habits. And like, to me, that's, everything, you know, like that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this for monetary gain or anything else. I really 
want people to have a delicious dairy-free option that's clean and makes them feel amazing and is really a part of their daily life to make it better. Right. It's so gratifying when you hear someone, how you've helped them. I understand that completely. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you and Monty's. So you can currently find us on our site, livemontes.com. You can now find us at a couple of farmers markets in LA, Mar Vista, South Pasadena. We're available in a few shops in New York. In LA, we're available at Erewhon, Lassen's, and a few boutique shops. You can find the whole list on our site. Awesome. And we'll be linking it as well below. So you guys, this is what we share every day inside of our Clean Eating Academy course. If you don't know what your cows are eating, you don't know what's in your milk, time to swap out those butters and those cream cheeses. And last but not least, everybody listening, you can go ahead and leave us a review. Be sure to follow Monty's on social media, Instagram. What's your handle? Monty's NYC. Okay. And that's spelled M-O-N-T-Y-S-N-Y-C. Thank you, Lauren. It's been so much fun talking to you. I do have to leave with one question that I ask everybody listening is, what was your wake up moment in life, whether it was professionally or personally? I would say my wake up moment was when I started really taking care of myself and eating clean. I feel like, you know, I always talk about this like bottom up method where, you know, it changes your body when you have like really good inputs. I feel like when I finally really was taking care of myself, it changed my mind. It gave me the confidence to step into my confidence and the career that I, you know, wanted to pursue to help people and to use food as a vehicle for nutrition, I feel like it all stemmed from me taking care of myself and kind of like waking up to what my purpose was. Yeah, your potential. I always say when you take care of yourself and you get to feel your most optimal, then your cup is full and you have more to give to others. And I am finding so much, so much, all of these companies, I mean, the cereal company and a hot sauce company and you and the milk, it's all these people who have gone through this personal journey of food and mood and food and their health. And when they kind of overcome the food industry, they're like, okay, I want to harp on on this. I want to create this to help other people. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing. So I appreciate you sharing your story. If any of you listening have an idea of who you'd like to hear on the podcast, be sure to email us at support at jinsmiley.com. And otherwise, Lauren, we'll be in touch so soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com.